Episode number 136, Camaro Accessories and ZR1 Leaked. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. Yo, dog, what's up? I'm Chris. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Post SEMA, we're back for our regular show, but we're we're going to be talking some more SEMA this yeah. week. As, as Our, we got a good show for you. Yeah, we got a lot going on here. Um, both Camaro and obviously from the title, um, Corvette related. We're going to talk about the, well, let's the leakage. See what's, what's that? The leakage. From this week. Yeah, so we're going to talk about, um, you know, the 2018 Camaro Accessories catalog that was just released after SEMA. And speaking of SEMA, um, well, we'll just, we just, it's, it's, I don't even know where to begin, so we'll just get to it in a, in a bit. How about the first six, first ever six-gen turbo kit? And, of course, then we're going to talk a little bit about that Corvette ZR1 and maybe ponder what it might do for the Camaro, if anything at all. Yeah, um, yeah. Couple of voice, couple three voicemails, and then we're going to talk about the competition. So it's going to be a packed show. Packed show. Uh, let, let's start with um, the 2018 Camaro Accessories catalog going live. Well, we we kind of figured something like this was going to drop right after SEMA. They show you all the accessories uh, that are coming out for Camaro, for Corvette, um, at the show. In fact, there's one one little thing that they talked about for Corvette, which is basically. If you got a Corvette, you bring it to the dealership. What what is it? A uh, is it is it a fifteen to is it a Z06? And um, I can't remember. It was it was just basically a programming thing for for Magna Ride to make it handle better. Yeah. And it was like it it cost what three hundred or six hundred and fifty dollars, and uh, they reprogrammed, they reflashed the computer, and bada boom, bada bing, your your Corvette handled better. So according to vetcast.com, which is our sister podcast, <laughs> nifty little plug right there, um, 2014 to 2016 Stingrays fitted with the Z51 package, 2016 Stingrays with magnetic ride control, and 2015 to 2016s both with and without the Z07 package. And how much does it cost? I uh, did not say at the time. Of the uh, of the, uh, I want to say it was uh, like either three fifty or six fifty. I remember. I can't remember what Jim yeah. Campbell said. I'm trying to remember. Mm. I can't remember. Pers- personally, I think. Personally, I think. I don't know why I think this. I have nothing to base this on. But I would, I'm just so used to getting software upgrades for free, that I would expect that to be free too. And I don't know why. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, but we, we, we got to see a lot of different accessories at the show, and now they're in this catalog. You can basically. Add all the the ZL1 stuff to your your SS, mm-hmm. or you can. Um, there's all sorts of different stuff you can add from cold air induction with a tune uh, to capback exhaust. Um, it's it's all there, and it's cool. And then of course the stick-on packages and the red and the the, the grills and the you know they got a heritage grill that looks pretty cool. You know different wheels and mats and and stuff like that. Um, our, our our good friends over at Camaro News link this up, and uh, I will put this in the show notes as well. Go go take a look at it and 
Put a glow on it, is, is what they said. Put a glow on it. You can get the glow a, tie. A the glow, glow, boy. Put a glow remember, on remember, it. You said something interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you could basically make your non-ZL1 look like a ZL1. No problem, right? Remember when the Camaro, the fourth gen Camaro SSs came out back oh, in yeah. 96? Oh, yeah, yeah. SLP. Pretty much, you needed a VIN number. You needed proof. Mm-hmm. You needed proof that you owned that vehicle because they didn't want... Well, they were kind of protecting their brand. That's right. That's right. Um, and the SS owners that were all uptight about it saying, well, I paid an extra $6,000 or whatever for this package, you know, and I don't want anybody just buying a $3 knockoff SS badge and slapping it on there and pretending it's an SS. I was one of those guys. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you had you had companies selling knockoff SS hoods mm-hmm. because you oh, couldn't yeah. you couldn't go and buy one from SLP. Well, you know, and that's that's the thing is I think SLP made that mistake in the beginning by not selling that hood um, because eventually somebody solved the problem and well, it just got ugly. I think. Um, but I was just thinking about back in the day when it used to be a big deal, and now nobody it was cares. A huge deal. It was a huge deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. now you can basically you can buy all the parts to make your car. Handle like a ZL1. You can buy the, the the shocks and the brakes and everything. Um, the, you're going to spend big bucks, but hey, it's there if you want to buy it. You got the part number, you got the money. There you go. And some people want that. So, GM parts catalog or what's it called? Chevrolet performance catalog. That's all you need. Yep. In a checkbook. Yep. Heck, you can buy a crate engine on that. Buy a new LT4 for $16,000. Buy a car on that. (laughs) Go crazy. Yep, yep. So I'm going to link that up in the show notes so all you guys can go buy your parts and go crazy for your Camaro. Yeah, crazy. Uh, What we got next here coming up? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. SEMA comes unhinged. Okay, so let's, let's preface this by saying... When you go to SEMA, okay, SEMA is a private show. Although mm-hmm. sometimes they advertise this like it's not, but it is. You have to be in the industry. You have to be you you have to be qualified to receive a badge. If you're at media, you have to um, pass qualifications in order to be issued media. Now saying that, let's talk about the story. <laughs> The short, uh, I, I, there, there, I don't even know where to begin on this. I really don't. There's, there's, there's a car that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to build. I have to assume, if not over a million dollars to build, it's basically a classic truck with classic fighter plane sheet metal and an actual airplane engine in it that that actually runs and drives, but he, uh, according to the article I read, the owner can't drive it. The guy that built it can't drive it more than a few miles before it starts to overheat. But it's pretty weird seeing, you know, the, the old style rotor style airplane engine, you know, it's just an incredible machine. I saw it in person and I talked to the, 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 one of my contacts at, this is at the Covercraft booth and the video that's out there, that's, it's blurred out, but it's Covercraft, the car cover company. And they make great stuff. I've been, using their stuff for a long time. Basically, some douchebag with a microphone and a camera has a nifty little little hobby of tricking people into doing things that they shouldn't be doing, but because he is convincing with the microphone and the camera that it's okay to do, he got this poor sap who's 
according to the article I read, the first time SEMA visitor to climb up and j- jump up and down with all his weight. And he was, what do you say, he was 220 pounds? 245. 245 on the bed of this custom handcrafted. 1939 multi- Plymouth pickup truck. Packing multi- a Jacobs R755A2 yeah. radial engine. Yeah. It's an incredible piece of machinery. So basically he walks around, he looks for somebody who looks gullible and says, hey, we're, you know, he doesn't say that he's with the booth. He doesn't say he's with the company. He doesn't say he's with anybody, but I guess he probably just has a knack for finding people that are gullible. Talk this guy into just climbing up on the back of the truck and jumping up and down on it with all his weight until he got yelled at by the staff. I wanted to play this video, but all the videos got taken down. Oh, well. Uh, I'm in the I, article I, I, and it says video not available, unavailable, unavailable, unavailable. On you on YouTube? Oh, let me see. Put, it's it's in the show notes. Oh, it's, okay, it's there in we the go. Show notes. There we go. There we go. Let me let me play this real quick. Today we're doing yeah. something really special. I'm here. What's your name? Go ahead. Uh, put your bag down. We're gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a, a first-hand demonstration. 168,000 cranian bolts that were made from Germany. Come touch it. Bulletproof titanium steel. This is also used in jailhouses. We're gonna do the top Dale uh, test on it. Holds 250 pounds. How, how much do you weigh? 240. Two, oh yeah, 240. We could cover up to 400. Go ahead and stand on the back. I'm gonna show you the durability on these tires and these spokes. Stand on. Stand. Yeah, just stand on it. On the back where it says no step. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead and do a jump. Go ahead and jump. Jump. One more. Higher. Hey! 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 Sir! What are you Yo, doing? So what are you doing? So now the guy's oh, in the booth. Fuck. Bro, you are crazy. Well, I thought you guys were doing a show. No, I don't work for their booth. No, this is not a joke. He really stood on it. Joe, so what is this, some sort of punks thing? Mike, he did a wonderful job here for our demonstration. So he tells him he's, it's got 400 cranium bolts, isn't it? He's just making stuff up to yeah. sound official. Yeah. Talks the dude into jumping on the bed of the, the like the the tonneau cover, the sheet metal of the truck, which took it like a champ. I'm surprised it didn't completely dent being right. a show vehicle. Yeah. And then gets a guy yelled at. And he's like, "I'm not part of the show. I'm not part of the booth. I, I don't know. I don't know what. It's crazy. It's this like, guy is a piece of. He's a piece of crap. Yeah." He uh, he did this quite a few times. I think there's three or four different videos, and they've all been pulled down from his channel. Uh, he's a, like I think he's an Instagram person. He does these videos for Instagram. Um, <sighs> it's easy. I read, like I said, I read the article. The guy, the the victim, I will say victim. The dude, it was his first time at SEMA. And anybody who goes to SEMA the first time, you are absolutely overwhelmed at the size of it, and you're very likely open to suggestion because it's just, it's almost like Disneyland for, for a car stuff. Guy says, Oh, I don't do anything wrong. I know the law. He says, don't, don't say I act as I'm with the booth as I never once stated or say that I work or represent the booth at all. I know my rights and the law. I don't think he does because he's coerced. Really? Let's talk about Charles Manson. Charles Manson didn't do anything either, but the power of suggestion that he inflicted upon somebody else caused them to get in trouble. Therefore, he got in trouble. Well, I just hoped he was walked out of the show, and I hope his credentials revoked. I just hope he's never never comes back. It, it just kind of brings into kind of like a, a more a, a bigger conversation now. As this year, a lot of people were, I think, upset with 
the sheer volume of traffic coming through SEMA yeah. of people who didn't seem to belong there. Mm-hmm. Um, the outside, Chris, al- you, the outside you, alone. You don't need. Yeah. You don't need to have a badge to go outside. It's a That's show fine. outside. It should be that. That's the way it should be. It should be public outside. Outside is public. But if it's but a the pri- inside- yeah, but if it's a private show, why are they encouraging public to come to the private show? I think I think I'm, this is just a pure assumption. Yeah. But I think what had happened was the for a while back in uh, like the mid to late two thousands, because of the economy and all that, SEMA it was way down. There was for the first time in a long time there were empty booths. Like nobody got them. They had space at SEMA, which is rare. So I think what they did is they started relaxing the requirements to get in, and now it's backfired. Right, Chris, I, you, you yeah. and I go there to do interviews, to to go to the media events, to to bring that for to to you, the listener, for this yeah. the show. This guy just says, well, yeah. This guy just says, hey, I got a media company. They go, okay, come on in and talk somebody into damaging vehicles. Yeah. For 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 humor, it's really funny. Hmm. Remember what um, what Vincent Vega said. What did Vincent Vega say? He said, never mess with another man's automobile. Mm, That's true. That is true. And I don't care what this jerk-off says. He was messing with somebody else's car by using, by proxy through somebody else. (sighs) Idiot. So it just goes to show you. I'm going to link that article up in the show notes as well as the, uh, I don't even know. No, I'm not going to link up the the YouTube video. I'm not going to do that. It's not hard to find via Google search. I'll put it that way. That's yeah. how I found it. Yeah. But just, 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 just the short version is one guy talks another guy into potentially damaging another vehicle and then claiming innocence. I, I, I was furious seeing and that. I, I'm I, wondering. I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to see some changes next year because of this at SEMA. I'm, I'm just wondering. Our good buddy Rick Seitz at GM EFI um, wrote a really nice article, and I am going to link that up. And the title of the article is SEMA Show Getting Out of Control. Mm. Um, I'm just going to scan this a little bit here for you, just give you kind of the Cliff Notes version, because it's a really um, a really good article to go through. And, and, and of course, it mentions um, what happened there. Uh, it says, being a full-fledged official member of the automotive performance industry, you might get many perks, tip-offs of upcoming products and vehicles, access to some of the best hardware and machinery, and the opportunity to work alongside some of the biggest and brightest stars. However, there's countless hours, sleepless nights, and endless air travel tied into it. It's not a hobby for us. It's a passionate obligation. By default, this typically also grants you access to automotive trade secrets, such as the SEMA show. Um, some of the things he mentions down below. This is not only uh, one sharing my displeasure for this as it negatively, negatively affects the normal day-to-day operations of the SEMA show. For those of us who depend on the show for our livelihood, every minute of the show, day of the event matters. There are, though, some vendors are okay with casual gar- car guys getting into the event and asking basic tech questions. It does throw off many of us who have obligations and schedules to keep. Some of the things to consider. This is a really nice checklist he's got. It's not a party. It's mm-hmm. not a hangout. It's not a car show. It's not open to the public. Owning a 98 Camaro doesn't automatically qualify you to attend. Shorts, flip-flops, a tank top, and a cowboy pack, a cowboy hat isn't official attire. 
If you have a tendency to inject yourself into a full-blown, in-depth conversation and expect everyone to drop what they're discussing to talk about your car back home, you're barking up, barking up the wrong tree. If you have a beer in your hand at 12.31 p.m. on Tuesday, you're probably not supposed to be there. Well, I'd argue about that one. But uh. If you pop in and out of the show for an hour here and while there, while you're in Vegas, you're probably wasting your time and everyone else's as well. And this goes on and on. He talks about qualifying yourself for SEMA and, and on, and I am going to link this up in the show notes because I think this is a wonderful editorial by our good mm-hmm. buddy Rick Seitz. And I completely yep. and totally agree with this. Yep. And he continues to go on about qualifications. You know, do you own or employed by an automotive performance restoration or tuning shop? Do you have a business that markets products? Are you employed? You know, did you bring a vehicle with you that's in the show? You know, it's, 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 it's a trade show. It's, it's, yeah. And I, I get that people want to go to it, but there's so many other awesome car shows as well to go to that, that aren't a trade show. Yeah. That's a great article. Yep. I'm going to definitely link that one up. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, let's get into um, let's get into the leakage from this week. Leakage, the leakage, <laughs> because I don't know mm. what the hell happened. But well, the typical, typical. I'll tell you exactly. <laughs> well, Chevrolet teases this video, the, a really kick-ass teaser video of a car starting up, revving, you know, and then a date comes on the screen. What what was it? Eleven, twelve, seventeen, or something like that. Um. And the next thing you know, here's the front cover of Car and Driver magazine announcing the brand new Corvette ZR1 750 horsepower car. <laughs> I, 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 again, I don't know where to begin on this one. <laughs> oh, what the heck happened? What the heck happened? Well, Obviously, the front page, uh, the the well, the cover is leaked, but then all the details started coming out. You started telling me what seven fifty, uh, hundred and twenty thousand uh, dollars. Then uh, I saw all the other uh, blogs and automotive sites getting all the information ahead of time. Now, you know all the different aero packages and and things that you can get for the ZR1 now, and this is like, hmm, well. Yeah, we're a couple days uh we're a couple days off before they announce it. So uh in, in Dubai. Yeah. In Dubai. Why would they announce it in Dubai? Ah, Probably because the only people that can afford the damn car live there. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you've read about the car. What do you think? I think it's exactly what we thought it was gonna be. It's almost e- even though the car and driver the, yeah. leaked it, it's is anybody really shocked? I don't know if Car and Driver leaked it. All I know is, or whatever, it's on the cover of Car and Driver. Someone leaked it. Yeah, but, but nobody's surprised. They shouldn't have done it. No, you know they 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 should play by the rules like everybody else is supposed yeah. to. So seven hundred and fifty horsepower, supercharged LT five. Did oh, did we not call this? Did we not call this? Big shock. <laughs> Big it's, it's, shocker. It's, yeah. Here's uh, the thing. I, I, 750 horsepower. It, it, I never thought I'd see the day that I'd be saying this, but isn't isn't it getting a little out of hand now? Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the demon's 840. Yeah, and that's that's actually on the stoop. That's that's not um, that's almost offensively high. <laughs> um, 
We yeah, got, I, we got S- just, SVE stage two Camaro with a thousand horsepower. Why not build a five thousand horsepower car and just just blow every? Actually, I did read an article today about a five thousand horsepower street car that somebody's building. It has a quad turbo V sixteen. But anyway, um, I don't know. It just maybe maybe it's the, the that's the thing is that the people that can handle that horsepower are the ones that are going to use it for what the car is made for. Yeah, which is that thing is. A road legal race car is just like the Z28. It was not really meant to be a road car. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be just ridiculous. And, you know, I'm sure more details will come out in a couple days. Well, the day you're actually listening to this podcast is the actual release date. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it all anyway. So it's going to be anticlimactic anyways. Um, but I can't wait to see... Um, I can't wait to see what they're going to pull out next. You know, me and you were talking before the show, and I said that Camaro's kind of been eating the lunch of the Corvette for a couple of years now with the sixth generation car, even with the Z28. They've been kicking its ass around the in, around the uh, the ring, around uh, all the, the racetracks. It never used to be like that. It, um, there used to be kind of... Uh, I don't know what a mandate that says Camaro is or, or Corvette is is top and Camaro uh, is like the little brother and mm-hmm. you must stay in line. Not anymore. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what this 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 LT five alleged LT five means for the Corvette. See, I'm now getting my cars mixed up. Means for the Camaro. Will it trickle down into the Camaro for some special edition or is it? going to be back to having the, the Corvette being that having being ha, being the exclusive shell around the LT5. Sure. I don't know. I'm thinking it might. I'm thinking maybe it's they're going to be given that that exclusivity back to the Corvette. Well, it's probably not going to be made by uh what the the Marine company either. Mercury Marine. <laughs> yeah. no. That was a that was a unique motor. Mhm. Sure was. That was man. That was way ahead of its time. It's got its own nifty history. Yeah. Um, I wonder um, if it, that engine will be hand-built. Well, all the Z06 ones are, aren't they? The LT4s and the Z06? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure are they hand-built? I'm pretty sure they're all hand-built, yeah. Same with the ZL1, right? Yep. I'm pretty okay. sure, yeah. The, um, if you look underneath the engine cover, I believe it even has a tag with the person's name. Who hand built the the engine itself too? Yeah, I've uh, in my uh, LS7 in my uh, Corvette, I've I've got the name of the guy that that built it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here it is, right here. What's his name? Chaz E. Geis Jr. Hmm. I believe he's retired now. It's neat. It's neat to see that. It is. It is. So I'm gonna link up um some of the leakage. <laughs> into our show notes if you haven't already seen it it's been all over the place literally every post automotive source i've seen in the last two days i think has been posting nothing but leaked zr1 information mm-hmm. crazy yeah cool stuff can't yeah. wait to see one in person one day yeah all right let's let's move on we got uh well we got to talk about the hellion turbo kit real quick yes um, first ever six gen, uh, turbo kit for, um, looks like a really neat package, uh, uses precision turbos. Uh, this was posted, uh, courtesy our friends at LSX magazine. Um, 
pretty cool thing. Uh, does it does it have? Um, yeah, I'm looking for like a like a horsepower number, but it doesn't really specify it. I think it might be kind of depending on your engine build. But uh, they, they talk about oh, it we in go. the video. Here we go. 600 rear wheel horsepower and more than 650 pound feet of torque. Yeah, they said, and then you can get an adjustable um, boost controller, and you can crank the boost up, and you can crank it up even more. Pretty cool stuff. I. I don't think it did say anything about cost, but uh, it looks like this company, Hellion Power Systems, they make, this is what they do. They, they, they do turbo. Yeah, they're precision turbos. Which is, if I were to build a turbo kit, that's exactly what I would use. Um, I'm, I'm actual friends with um, Harry Hruska from Precision Turbo. Um, now he's turned you know, pro driver and just a cool guy in general. Um, it's actually a twin turbo system at $8,995. On their website. Oh, nine grand. Youch. Mm. Yowie. Well, That's pretty cool. It's a turnkey system, they say in the video. It's a turnkey mm-hmm. system. They include everything. And I got to tell you, according to the pictures, it does look pretty good seeing, you know, twins. Yeah. Sweet. All right. All right. Okay. Dying to get to the, to get, what's next? The voicemails, right? We got three voicemails here. So we can do right. a couple. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Here it is. Hey. <laughs> it's old, old day on Tier 1 at 8 o'clock. Anyways, saw Al Oppenheimer about the Hot Wheels Camaro for 2018. I am so excited. Mmm, Crash Orange, Hot Wheels Camaro, mm-hmm. I might want to take a ticket for Alright, you guys have a great show, and uh, maybe you can give us an update on Scott Settlemeyer, or the f Fathers. Uh, how are you feeling? What, what are you doing? If he, he's ready to go to shows next year. You guys take care, have a great weekend, and thank you to all our veterans. Uh, Veterans Day coming up, and talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Postal Dave is excited about the Hot Wheels Camaro. I kind of thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, he wants us to give an update on Scott Settlemeyer. Um, Scott's doing okay. Scott's doing okay. Yep. I, I'm going to reach out to Scott soon, and maybe you and I can have a nice discussion with him on an upcoming podcast, and, you know, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to... Let everybody know he's doing fine. Talk some Camaros. Let everybody know, you know, how he's doing. Uh, he's He has been at just maybe one or two shows at the end of last season. So he is, he is, um, he's getting back into the groove of things. So that's, that's our F-Bot father. That's right. He's doing, he's doing great. Um, I think he needs a little, little bit, little bit of his privacy too to kind of just kind of heal gradually and kind of get back in the swing of things. But yeah. uh, I try not to bother him too much, but I do reach out once in a while. Yeah. And you're right, we should get him on a show. Yes, totally, totally. All right, uh, let's do another one. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, guys? It's AJ the Risen Mustang guy calling in again, and I just want to talk about cinema. I mean. There's too much to talk about, but there's one specific thing about Sam that I saw that was really interesting. Uh, the Copo Camaro program, I noticed that they have, first of all, the Hot Wheels edition, the 50 years of Hot Wheels and everything like that, which is cool with the, uh, the new orange color, but it's the new 
engine that they have for the Copos, which is the 302. And I heard Al talking about it, and they also are offering it as a crate engine that you can buy from Chevrolet Performance. And it got me thinking, is this the favorite 302 that you guys have been asking for and that we have been hoping for in the new Z28, you know? Because the original Z28, they have a 302 engine, and now they have a 302 crate engine that you can buy, and that is available in the new Copo. So could this 302 be the new engine that goes into the new Z28 if they build Z28? I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, what else could it be? So I'm hoping to see, hoping that we see a new Z28 with this 302 engine in it, and it just goes on the track and dominates. So that's all I want this week, guys. I'm going to talk to you later. See you. AJ, thanks for calling in, buddy. He's uh, he's a little pumped about the, the new 302 engine in the in the uh, the Copo Camaro. Um, when they showed the new Copo, they definitely kind of touted that. So let me read you what they said in the press release for the for the engine. It says the new 302 racing engine is based on the LT1 engine offered in the 2018 Camaro SS, but built for drag racing with unique components. Its displacement derives from a shorter stroke crankshaft than the production engine and enables exceptional high RPM capability. You can also choose a naturally aspirated 427 or a supercharged 350 5.7 liter racing engine. The supercharged 350 enables mid eight second quarter mile times at nearly 160 miles per hour. All Copo engines are backed by SFI approved ATI T400 three speed automatic transmissions. <clears throat> is this going to be the next Z28 motor? Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't think not that particular motor. No. Maybe a derivative of it, yes. But Who knows? Uh, Who knows? You never know. Mm-hmm. He's right. We have been talking, hey, they should get back to like a little high-revving 302 little racing motor. Um, That's right. That, did we predict the future again? I don't know. Maybe. We're, we're pretty good at that. Check back after the show season. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if they release something. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, thanks for calling in, AJ. That was a great yep. voicemail. Great voicemail. Yeah, great. Good, good point. Yeah. We got another voicemail to go through. But first off, uh, you, if you guys want to get uh, get a hold of us, here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. And here's the last one. Hey, Chris, Jason, this is Sean in Oceanside. In fact, I'm meeting the Lewis Mission Radio in Oceanside. Anyway, I enjoyed the SEMA coverage, enjoyed the show. Um, Just wanted to comment on that... um, uh, IROC Z that was uh, uh, demoed at SEMA. Um, I, I mean, I, first I want to say I loved the IROC Z when I was in college. It was a great car. I really lusted after having a black one <clears throat> with T tops. Yes, with T tops. But, uh, you know, the, this current uh, car that's at SEMA, and I know it's an aftermarket thing, um, uh, the, the car, it's not by the factory, but uh, I. It's a great-looking car, but I just don't see any visual cues of anything that really reminds me of the IROC Z in any way. Um, 
one of to me one of the iconic looks of the original IROC back in the 80s were the two um, uh, fog lamps uh, surrounding with a I guess a you know, license plate bracket or that that front uh, area in those pocket areas and that to me that was you know, that that made me think of IROC but this current car it's just you know it's it's a great like I said a great looking car but um, there's nothing that really says connects me back to that uh, whole ladies thing. And, and again, um, I think, you know, things like that should be left in the past. We do have fond memories. It's, it's, it's again, it's like those trans am cars, you know, people trying to resurrect the old smoking abandoned cars. It's like they have their time and place, but you know, trying to resurrect it and it just doesn't really have the same meaning anymore. Anyway. So again, uh, enjoy the coverage and, uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Sean, for calling in. Sean from Oceanside. Digging the coverage from SEMA, uh, including the IROC, but not a huge fan of of it. Um, I agree. I completely mm-hmm. agree with, with Sean. Some, there, I, I didn't see any styling cues that would throw back to like an old 80s uh, you know, IROC Z. When, when I think of an IROC, I think of those kind of like, you know those louvered things that were on the hood? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that, to me... Um, is a styling cue of IROC, maybe some uh, louvers in the back, too. I was really never really a fan of the louvered windows. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. <sighs> um, the wheels maybe could be like a modern version of the sort of, IROC wheels, yeah. kind of. I get that. I guess I'm kind of... Don't, don't bring the name back just for the sake of the name. Bring it back for a purpose, so... I think it could have been called anything but that. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks for calling in, Sean. Um, we got something else to talk about. We're we're over time. Yeah. Um. Just real quick. You know, I'm we're crazy to think about this, but uh, competition. I guess uh, there's a. I guess Shelby America now has a Shelby 1000 Mustang. Uh, of course. Um, mm. 1,000, uh, uh, oh, 1,100 horsepower, actually. Oh, boy. Crazy. Shelby 1,000 is back to tackle the track. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just, uh, <laughs> uh, so, okay, let, real quick. Uh, I think what we were talking about for the, um, for the, uh, um, I'm dying here, the Yanko Camaro that was released by oh, okay. SVE yeah, yeah. there at SEMA, you know, 1,000 horsepower. And did they, did they release an exact price yet? Or no, no, they just said no. uh, it's available through your local dealership. Okay, I gotta think it's gonna be right around 120, 130, 140,000, give or take. This Shelby 1000 is a hundred and seventy thousand dollars that doesn't include the cost of the Mustang that you have to buy to do the conversion. Are you kidding me? No, so you're looking at a two hundred thousand dollar Mustang. <laughs> Okay, nice. Now, I got to tell you, if you had a bunch of money laying around and you said, I'm in the upper echelon of car buying, I think I'll uh, buy a car with a whole lot of horsepower that goes really fast, and maybe I want to do some racing with it, what would you buy? A $200,000 Mustang or a $120,000 ZR1 that we started talking about earlier in the show? Exactly. Uh, Some people will do just about anything with their money. And that's cool. Good for them. But yowie, that's a lot of money. Sometimes I think people just, they have a lot of, lot, a lot, a lot of money, right? And they're like, if I just put enough money into this car, 
I mean, dude, we can go to a... If you had enough money, if we had, like, a budget... Dude, we could do a, a show on this. Go to a junkyard, grab a POS car, throw a bunch of money into it, and make it run better than a McLaren. How, do, how does that sound? Oh, it it's done. It's yeah. A lot of the show cars we see are, start out like that. Yeah. So, you know, who could blame them? But you know what? I tell you what. If you're out there and you got a whole lot of money and you want to get some happiness out of it, I, I bet you anybody, every, anybody knows where I'm going with this. Give it to me. And we could share the happiness together. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if, if it, what's better than one person feeling good? Two people feeling good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Buy a car for me and watch me drive it and smile. And, you know, it's just like watching kids open presents at Christmas. Yeah. Just, just warms your heart. So please, give me money. <laughs> oh, and uh, as Postal Dave mentioned earlier, uh, if we didn't cover it, let's just cover it once more anyway. Happy Veterans Day to all our veterans who fight out there. Yes, yes. I've been seeing, you know, we're recording on a Friday um, for the show that comes out on Sunday when you guys are listening to us. And I, and I think a lot of people this year are getting Veterans Day mixed up with the Marine Corps' birthday because I'm seeing everybody happy, wishing everybody veterans happy Veterans Day today. Um, it's actually the Marine Corps' birthday today. Veterans Day is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, yeah, well, yeah, no, I knew that, but I'm yeah. just thinking of the days. In, right, right, right. But I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, I'm seeing a lot of people getting it mixed up this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, good enough. Happy Marine's birthday, too. Yep. Happy 240... Something like that? <laughs> Longer than I've been alive, that's yeah. for sure. So. No kidding. No kidding. We always support our veterans, our soldiers, and all the brave men and women of all of the armed forces, and, our, of course, our police, fire, and EMS. Uh, thank you for all that you do. Yeah. And that's it. And stop that's, pulling me over. That's, that's it for the show today. Yep, that's it. Uh, earlier, I mentioned uh, the other podcast, VetCast. Yes, um, a suggestion from one of our callers. Uh, did I start a vet, Corvette podcast? I absolutely did. Head over to VetCast.com or Facebook.com slash VetCast and uh, check it out. It's just a one-man show, just me. I don't have the presence of Chris, um, you know, keeping me in line. So you never know what's going to come out of my mouth there. All righty, then. I guess we'll see you guys next week. And... Uh... We'll see. We'll see what what comes out of this uh, ZR1 uh, presser this coming week. So, yep. we'll see you guys later. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.